Our sermon text for today comes from the 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. This is the word of God for the people of God. The first Sunday in November is often celebrated in the church as All Saints Sunday, a day when we remember those who have died in the past year. But it's also a time when we remember those who were important in our lives in building us into the Christians that we are. Oftentimes when we think about the church, we think about the building. And though we call this building the church, it's not really the church. The church is the people who come here. And the people who come here are built on a foundation of those in the past, who lived their life so that this church would continue to exist and grow. I believe this church is made up of five different churches. Is that how many were originally? All up and down the Pine Creek Valley here? A number of different churches. And as they got smaller and smaller, they all moved down the valley and finally ended up here. But each one of those people who started those churches, who lived in those churches, who lived out their faith in those churches, are a witness to the work that God is doing. Each one of us has people in our lives. I'm sure and I hope that you can look back in your life and remember people who have had an impact on you in your faith. People who you could really say you would not be sitting here today if it was not for those people. And it's important that we remember them, not as people who were perfect, but as people who, even with all their faults, lived out their faith to the best of their ability. I've talked to you before about my mother and what an important impact she had in my faith journey. I've talked to you about the pastor, Pastor Don, who had a very important impact on me as a teenager and who I've really sort of modeled my ministry after. He was a wonderful man. I can name many people who had an impact. My wife's dad was a simple farmer. If you can call farmers simple, I think they're 
more intelligent than most people. They've got to be because they've got to understand the weather. They've got to understand how plants grow. They've got to understand how to tear apart machinery and put it back together. They've got to do so many different things. And he was a simple man with a simple faith. But for him, no matter what happened, he would not do farm work except to feed the animals on Sunday. That was what he considered his day of rest. Now, I'm not sure how much resting he did. He liked to visit, and he would eat about 10 gallons of ice cream. <laughs> Never seen such a little. He was 145 pounds, but boy, could he eat ice cream. Sharon always used to say that he would say, how much ice cream do you want as he's dipping it? And she said, that's enough, that's enough. He'd just keep dipping. And then when she couldn't eat it all, he'd say, oh, I'll eat it for you. After he ate his big bowl of ice cream. But he was a man who had a very simple faith. He believed what the Bible said. He believed that when God says Sunday is a day of rest, it's a day of rest. Now, he probably could have made a whole lot more money working on Sunday and doing things, but for him, his faith was important. And my mother and father-in-law were not really like parents to me, but they were important, and I watched them. He never made more than $14,000 a year. He worked as a janitor in the school system, but when somebody had need, they would always give. And my mother-in-law's family was that way. They gave because they believed that that was something that Christians did. They cared for one another. They supported one another. When there was a need, they gave out of their ability. And I'm sure you all have stories of people who have touched your lives. But we can go back and look in the history of the church and see people like John Wesley and Martin Luther and all of the others who throughout history have faced such struggles because of their belief. And we stand right now in the midst of a difficult situation in our church. And I think it's time for us to be those who live according to our faith. People who take God's Word for what it is. It's God's Word. It's not a suggestion. It's not something that needs to be corrected or changed. It's God's Word to us to teach us how to live. Doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. Doesn't mean we're always going to agree with it. As I tell people, and sometimes jokingly, you have the right to be wrong. When it comes to God's Word, if you disagree with it, I can tell you God's not wrong. So struggle with it. I've struggled with portions of God's Word. I think it's good to struggle with it. 
It's good for our faith. But it's time now that we stepped up and said we are the people of God. We are the people of the book, of God's book. Because generations are going to come, and they're going to look back, and what kind of foundation are they going to have to look back on? A foundation that is unstable because it keeps changing with the social desires of people? Or a foundation that's built on the Word of God and will not fall, it will not crumble, it will not change. We need to step up and remember that we are the spiritual foundation. We are that great cloud of witnesses for those who are going to come after us. And we must be a witness. The word martyr is used in this passage. And we think of martyr as somebody who has given up their life for the faith. But in Greek, the word martyr only means a witness. May we be a witness to those who are around us. May we be a witness to those who are coming up after us, that they will be able to look back and say, those people, those people showed me the way. They helped me to understand what it means to truly be a Christian. They followed the book. They followed the guidelines that God has given us. That's what the Reformation was all about back in the 14 and 1500s. It was that the church had wandered away from the book, away from God's word, and they brought it back. And the church is doing the same thing now. The church that calls itself Christian is wandering away from God, making their own rules, Determining that God's word doesn't work for them anymore. And it's time for us to be a witness. To stand up and say, we are the people of God and this is our book. This is what we believe. This is what we're going to live by. It may not be easy. And I'm telling you, the next two to three years are going to be difficult for the church because things are going to change and the church we know as the United Methodist Church is probably going to disappear but we need to keep our foundation we need to be God's people because God is building on us just as he has built on all those who came before what will people remember about us? That we were nice? They won't remember that. That we were good looking? They definitely won't remember that. But they will remember if we follow God's word. They may not know our name, but they'll know that their faith is built on our faith.
May we join the great cloud of witnesses that has gone before. And may those who come after us consider us a part of that cloud.